Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It's the Big Show. Happy Tuesday, 97.5-1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of it. <laughs> We've got the sirens going already. It's going to be a good day. Good day. What's going on over there, Gordon? How you doing? You, you look sharp. I like that golf shirt. Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I got my uh, earphones all tangled up over here. Are you good at undoing knots? Nope. I, I mean, some people have a gift. Austin, you good at that? Well, I'm an Eagle Scout, so you're as good we at established. <laughs> tying them but unknotting things? <laughs> That's a good point. You know, have, you ever, have you ever had like a, a fishing uh, line uh, all tangled up? Mm-hmm. Is, Did someone say fiction? Oh, wait, that's reversed. I think one of the, the funnier scenes in uh, Christmas <laughs> Vacation is when he tosses the, the tangled up Christmas lights at, at Russ and says... A uh, little knot here. <laughs> it's just a giant ball. <laughs> that would take me hours to get undone. You would buy new ones. <laughs> just bag it. Forget about it. You know, the one that gets me is, uh, so we've got the extension cord in the garage that I, I get for the, the blower. So when I trim my yard, you know, uh-huh. I can blow the. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. I, I, I know you do this often. Uh, but I, I wind the extension cord up in the same way every time so it gets tangled every time I get it out. You know what I'm talking about? You, Of course you don't know what I'm talking wait, about. Wait, wait. Austin does. Wait, yeah, I've actually watched YouTube tutorials on how to wind those cords, so it doesn't do that. I'll show you. Uh, thank you. Because that really does torment me. D- wind it up like you do with like a ski rope. Nope. Incorrect. Why not? Because it'll go on top of itself and get all tingled. You have to like loop it and turn it around the ba- up backwards Ooh. and then this way and that way. Well, that's, why, why doesn't it tangle up the ski rope? That's the does. way I do it. It does tangle up. Well, it doesn't tangle the ski rope. Like water skiing? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not rich enough to know what that is. Well, a ski, a rope and a cord are very different. Oh, uh, okay. Well, uh, Th- this, you knows, are somebody knows. with very little uh, experience with an, an extension cord, aren't you? Well, I just have not had mine get all tangled up before. Okay. We're off to a, an interesting start on, on the show today. But uh, all you, you know what? Here, I, right? I like the story behind that golf shirt almost as much as I like that golf shirt. <laughs> What's the story? Uh, it's all there right. There is a story yeah. behind that golf shirt. <laughs> do you, you want to tell that it? shirt? Do you sure. want to tell it or do you want me to? Go ahead. You can tell it. I'll correct you where you're wrong. So let's hearken back <laughs> several years and just a little reminder of, of an incident that happened to Gordon <laughs> at, at, uh, at Willow Creek Country Club. We were there uh, for the, the um, 
media day for the Utah championship, right? And uh, you were out playing, and you were wearing your Oscar the Grouch T-shirt. Mm-hmm. You were removed from the course. Is, would, that, well, is that fair? Actually, you know, that's what everyone thinks. But it wasn't even really the Oscar the Grouch T-shirt that got me. It was the fact that I was wearing jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and so when the when the uh, when the pro or the marshal whoever it was when uh, I'm sorry I forget your name but he came up to me and we were laughing we we're joking and mm-hmm. he looked at me and he said you have jeans on how do you get this far because I, I was like on hole 16 or something and he said you can't wear those on the course and I said well, I got to go anyway because I did the show. Mm-hmm. So you, left. but everyone thinks it was the Oscar the Grouch T-shirt, which a T-shirt is also a no-no, right? So it's now, supposed to wear a collared shirt. Let's fast forward to present day. Uh, you and uh, you and Lisa are really kind of pouring yourselves into golf these days, which she, is awesome. She is. She yeah, is, she's yeah, getting into so, it, and she's oh. she's taking you along, which I love it. Well, the golf is a great game. Uh, so you guys took uh, you took some lessons. She took she took uh, four lessons previously, and then she wanted two more. And so uh, yeah, we uh, we uh, we got them. And you went to your lesson, yes, which is at Willow Creek yes. Country Club, yes. And take it from here. And uh, Kim, the, our gifted uh, teacher coach, uh, noticed that. On the second lesson, on the first lesson, I wore a collared shirt. On the second lesson, I had a T-shirt on and uh, and shorts. So he said to me, he said, you know, you're supposed to wear a collared shirt at this country club. And I said, yeah. It was a really hot morning. And I said, yeah, it's hot. And uh, I didn't know if I had to wear it for the lesson. And he said... Well, yeah, come with me, and he took us way over to the far play, you know, hiding. Where, yeah, and and I said, no, 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 I'll go, I'll go buy a a, a, a golf shirt. And Lisa looks at me like, you've got a hundred of those at home. Well, I like that one. So and that I, one has now has a story with it. So I went over and and bought it. And when I walked into the pro shop, I said, "Yeah, I I, I need a, a collared shirt because I've I've been thrown off this course before." <laughs> and he said, "I know, I know, <laughs> I know you have." <laughs> such a good story. <laughs> such a good story. So uh, and, and so and, your and your Kim, reputation. Kim, the instructor also. I said, "Kim, I, I I've been thrown off this course." He said, "I know." <laughs> You're a legend down there, man. <laughs> it's awesome. So, so I bought this. It was on sale. It was a good. It looks buy. good. It was a I, good buy. Like I said, I like it, and and there and there's a story attached to it, which makes it makes it even better. Yeah, I thought maybe you stole it. You've been known to steal colored well, shirts before. Well played, there. No, those were uh, those, those. They were like pullovers. Yeah. That, well, they were. Yeah, they were pullovers. My bad. They were ugly too. I, I did not want those things. I tell you, I was doing somebody a favor. You could. Hardly tell that you didn't want those things because the video of you walking out the door kind of makes it they, looks like you that, did that's actually want them. They were them. gifted to me, and I was going to you know give them away. 
All right, we have a lot to do today. Uh, we'll talk a lot of uh, college football, of course, previewing the Utes and the Cougs. Uh, Mike Uganen came on with Hanson Scotty, and he's from uh, Orlando. He, he writes for the Athletic Covers College Football, and boy, did he not have very many nice things to say about USF. So that's probably uh, good news. Is, is this uh, along the lines of what we had with, uh, was it Greg Hansen? It was it was pretty good, uh, and maybe we could revisit it. But he, he talked about something like just expect them to do many of the dumbest things that you can think of. <laughs> I believe something along those lines. Okay. So, all right, uh, that's probably some pretty good news for BYU. We'll talk about Utah and BYU Oregon could State. Use a dumb team right now. Yeah, they they need a W. In fact, there's a kind of a lot of pressure on this game actually. So we can get into that a little bit. Level that record out a little bit, and uh, and then uh, get ready to uh, play some uh, some tougher opponents coming up. And of course, the Utes take on the Mighty Beavs. We'll talk about that. Uh, Gordon has a column up sltrib.com. In fact, that'll be our first stop in the old split story of the day, talking about the Jazz as they've got uh, preseason game number two on Wednesday night in Milwaukee against the Bucks. So we'll have to get into some uh, some NBA. That's tomorrow night. It is tomorrow night. How about that? Yeah. Where's this week going? It's going. It's going. It's going quick. And then they have another uh, road game on Friday night. And then they come on back here. What Monday night? Yep. They've got Zion uh, Williamson and the Pelicans on Friday. Derek Favors. Yes. On Friday. So yeah, two interesting games actually. Uh, when for do the, the Jazz. When do the starters start playing? I would guess we're going to see him on Wednesday. Uh-huh. I would think. I mean, they've got to. You you would think they've got to spend some time on the court in the preseason. Yeah. If nothing else, just to you know, get a get some uh, get some communication going. What's the latest injury update? Do we have it? Uh, so just listed as out moments ago is Dante Exum and Emmanuel Moutier. Everyone okay. else has not been mentioned. Okay. Well, yeah, this is what I would expect, Jake. And don't you? Yes. Maybe maybe five, maybe ten fifteen minutes of Donovan and Rudy. You know, some 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 little get out there and sweat with your teammates a little bit, get uh, acclimated and whatnot. Maybe a little more than that, but not a lot more than that. No. And as far as Dante goes, by the way, um, he's still you know coming back from that injury from last year. But uh, at practice in the kind of what we were able to uh, to watch, uh, he was working out really hard. So I don't know if he's fully back to to practicing with the team or not. But he was working out pretty. He was. Working out pretty good when I saw him the other day. Yeah, yeah. I, I this is just what I I expect. I expect Quinn to now that they're playing against NBA type competition, let uh, Rudy and Donovan run and sweat a little bit, and uh, and, and get uh, acclimated to some of their new team, Mike Conley as well, but not a lot because you know Quinn already knows what these guys are going to bring, right? I would think so. How many practices have there been now? Six, seven. There were a couple of double sessions, right? Uh, and uh, I, I'm absolutely sure that he he knows what he has there. Now, as far as coordination goes, and that word that Quinn loves, that connectivity, that 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 would be helpful to uh, get some experience in that regard, get that tightened up against uh, NBA players. So. All right, well, let's get to the split story of the day, Gordo. Let's talk about your column. Austin, on the other side of the glass, if you please. Two guys, two topics, 
Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I, I didn't like how we played transition defense early. We rebounded the ball you know, collectively, um, which was good. And, um, yeah, I thought, you know, to be honest with you, the guys that finished the game, um, Justin, Jarrell, William, Mie, Tony, all those guys I thought really played well, and they played the right way. Um, so, you know, playing without Rudy and Donovan and Mike, uh, I thought it's good to see some other guys that have been putting time in and practice um, be able to play. And you could tell some of the guys that have been with us um, just had some instincts. And we saw some guys do some things that we've been emphasizing. You know, Jeff got in the glass. Um, got out and transition and attack the rim so some stuff that we've been talking about I thought you know Boyan really guarded you know that you could watch the film and, and contesting every shot and, uh, and getting in the passing lane and denying a ball reversal pass and, you know, I, I thought he really played well defensively now that's something we talked a little bit about yesterday uh, Gordon and Boyan and how he is more athletic than, uh, than you would think he is. But you've got a, a, a column up about Quinn Snyder, sltrib.com. What are you uh, communicating today there, Gordon? Essentially this. A lot of people have uh, brought forward that uh, Quinn Snyder's under more pressure this year because he's been given this extra talent that he hasn't had in the past. In my communications with Quinn, I don't think he's nervous or anxious at all. I think he's eager. I think he's digging it. He likes it. He's uh, He relishes it. And when you have these other guys who are also performing the way he wants them to, then it's just gravy on the cake. Gravy on the cake? Icing on the cake. Gravy on the meat, I guess. You mixed your metaphors there, I huh? did. What about icing on the meat? Yeah, I mean that, it's icing. It goes on anything. Icing would be good on anything, wouldn't it? So, uh, so he's he knows, and I and I'm speaking of metaphors. I I make the the uh, comparison to an indie car driver who knows he's got one of the fastest cars on the track, and what, that doesn't make a driver. That doesn't make a racer nervous. That makes him happy that he's got the fastest car or one of the fastest cars. And I think that's the way Quinn looks at it. He is—he's uh, relishing the opportunity to work these pl- these players and get them connected, get them uh, fired up and 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 hitting on all cylinders, as it were, and uh, to move forward from here. Now, he did say that uh, he that he wants he he feels like that that's the case, and that uh, this team they have to in order to. Let me let me read the quote. I think whatever the external perceptions are, however we process that, it's important for our focus to be on maximizing who we are. And that doesn't mean we don't have goals. Ideally, we have high goals and enthusiasm for those. But the way to get there is to kind of dig in. And that's that's what he's doing. So all this talk and, and haven't you seen it? You've heard it. Mm-hmm. That uh, oh Quinn is under pressure this time around because he's got he's been given more talent he relishes it and uh, I think uh, he's pretty fired up yeah I w- I would think so the you know the downside of of 
bringing back the same team last year is probably there wasn't a whole lot that was new. Uh, Quinn Snyder and the way his mind works or, or would seem to work, I would guess that he's probably pretty excited to have a new challenge and to try and tackle that challenge regardless of expectation. I do think there's a little pressure there, but uh, it's all how you handle the pressure. I don't think there's any more pressure that he puts on himself, and we hear that a lot I can buy into that though. kinds of coaches. Right. We said that, I think, about Kyle Whittingham earlier with the youths, right? Uh, oh, he's got extra pressure because he's got more talent. But I, I don't think these guys, if, if they if they felt that way, then they'd be in the wrong business. And I, I, I point that out in the column, and I don't think they are. I don't think Quinn is. I think he is, 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 is excited, enthusiastic about this, and uh, will move forward as such. Now, I guess there could become a point, like if, if the team uh, absolutely underperforms all season long, then I guess maybe you could feel some pressure. But right now, that's not the way he's looking at it. Well, the franchise, and I'm talking about the whole franchise here, not just the team, seems set up to to – go a long way this year. Yeah. And, I, and I do think that that comes in with some built-in pressure, but I bet top to bottom you talk to everybody over there and they'd rather have this type of, type of pressure than, than other types of pressure. Because so many of the players came here for this very opportunity, right. the new guys. And and as far as... Does, uh, does anybody out there think Rudy Gobert is bemoaning the fact that he's got more talent around him now? Uh, I'm guessing no. <laughs> and Rudy and Donovan were talking last year like they had a chance to win a championship. And now they've got uh, that extra horsepower and they're loving it. I think Mike Conley mentioned that at that uh, that meet and greet, the other or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that fan opportunity. Yeah, meet the team event. Mm-hmm. And he said that. He said as much. They're not making any secret of this. They're They're, they're coming right out and saying – yeah, we, we feel like we can contend for a championship, and that's what we aim to do. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially it. And they should have the roster to do it. Yeah, and when you think of a guy like Mike Conley, I mean, he's been – how long – is this his 11th year? How many years has he been in? I I should know that, but uh, I remember when he was uh, a college player. But uh, I think it's been – isn't this his 11th year – uh, I'm uh, looking it up as you speak over there, uh, Gordon. The he, point. Okay. Uh, he was it? in Memphis uh, 07 to 2019, so he came into the league so in 12, uh, 2007. Yeah. So 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, you know, he's been. Point is, he's been around. He has seen what teams. Uh, he's been to the Western Conference Finals. He knows what it takes. He's obviously observed other teams who have been championship teams, and he knows exactly what it takes, and he feels pretty comfortable with what he's got here. And, I mean, I know we're talking about positionless basketball, but Mike Conley is still sort of at the rudder. Well, yeah, he's, he's going to have the ball in his hands a fair amount. But a lot of guys are gonna are gonna be able to initiate. It is gonna be a little bit different for him. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, we saw the ball was in Ricky Rubio's hands a lot last year. Oh. There's there's gonna be plenty of opportunity for Mike Conley. Certainly, well, one of the things that is so interesting about this season is Mike Conley will be. I think certain guys will acquiesce to him because he's so highly respected uh, all around the league. But but Mike wants to hand a lot of it over to Donovan because Donovan has been sort of the main cog, at least offensively, on this team. 
and uh, Rudy Gobert speaks for himself. And so, I mean, he's 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 a leader on the team, but he wants to to hand that wheel over to those guys too. So it'll be that that's an interesting kind of three headed beast. What was that called in mythology? The three headed beast. I'm not sure. Is that a thing? Did Sinbad fight uh, fight the? Uh, I was Sinbad. He's a poor comedian from the eighties. <laughs> hey, he was not poor. He was in at least one fantastic movie. Which one? First Kid. Necessary Roughness. Oh, that's a good one too. Is he still making funny? Yeah, he's coming to Wise Guys here next month. Is Maybe really? this month. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, How about that? Keith uh, has a, a good lineups over there. You know, we should go over there sometime. You're thinking of uh, Cerberus, by the way, the three-headed ah, monster. I see. Cerberus. Cerberus was the offspring of the, the monsters Echidna and Typhon. Oh, oh, Typhon. Fierce monster, Typhon. Cerberus. H- hell of a hairdresser, too. All right. Is that where the word Typhoon came from? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, we'll get to the this uh, China NBA situation continues uh, here to we go. evolve. We'll the, give you the latest. The snake-headed lady, that was Medusa, right? Yep. I uh, want to remind you about our friends at Diamond Airport Parking. Don't take the bus toward the airport parking lot. Diamond Airport Parking offers covered self-parking, covered valet parking, open valet parking, and free 24-7 car to curb shuttle service. Diamond Airport Parking, just off I-80 and Redwood Road. Park ride and save at Diamond Airport Parking. Who would you rather uh, try to conquer? Would it be Medusa or, what was it, Cerberus? Cerberus? Cer- Who do you think would be, or how about Cyclops? Did it, what, what was Medusa's deal? She looked at you and you turned to stone or yeah. something like that? Yeah, you yeah. All you got, but all you got to do is hold up a mirror. She comes with a prescribed solution. Cerberus, no solution. Yeah, but she had the snakes. And the snakes kind they of were stuck on her head. She was nothing. Austin has given this some thought. You know what? That's one thing I love about Austin. He puts deep thought into these things oh, and comes with knows. a... Oh, don't throw a, nonsense my way and expect oh, no who, answer. Who wouldn't you? Who wouldn't, who wouldn't you want to... Face, if you were well, if I could, in the Argonauts or whatever else, or you know Hercules, uh, probably uh, uh, Mercury. Mercury is a, a bad one because so fast. Yeah, too was fast. Mercury a bad guy or I don't know, but I wouldn't want to fight him. Would you? He's fleet-footed. I mean, I know you were fast on the ice back in the day. <laughs> Elite, elite speed. Rocket Monson. <laughs> All right, stay tuned. We'll get to more coming up next on the Big Show, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty, the Zone. This is DJ and PK. Lincoln Kennedy from the Pac-12 Networks. My biggest criticism for the Utes is how they finish in the month of October. We've seen them have everything lined up right where they want, and then for some reason at the end of October, they fall apart, or they drop one or two games that most people thought that they would win. I think the bye week came at a very important time for them to get everything lined up and see where they are and refocus their agenda for the upcoming weeks. But now I want to see how they finish. Most notably, this game against Oregon State, I don't think they're going to have much of a problem. They should take care of business, but don't underestimate the beavers and don't take them lightly because if they beat you then you're going to be sitting there licking your wounds like what happened that's the biggest thing that i worry about for the youth catch dj and pk mornings from six till ten presented by wcf insurance reminding you to be careful out there on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network
Total Request Tuesday here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Of course, uh, Band of the Day, always brought to you by our friends at Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at livenation.com. Uh, the theme of today's Total Request Tuesday, bands from Oregon or bands from Florida? Oh, all right. And this is the Ataris, Austin? Yeah, So Long Astoria by the Ataris. Okay, w- would wouldn't you it guess? Have to, wouldn't it have to be from South Florida? What difference is oh, it? Right. Would, you, would you make a guess, are the Ataris from Florida or Oregon? No, no, no. Or or songs about Oregon Oh, or songs about That's Oregon? That's the rest of the tweet. There. I see. Oh. And so Astoria is, of course, ah. where the Goonies was in Oregon. Oh, okay. Sorry. I so, butchered that there. I don't actually, there. maybe they are from Oregon. I don't know. My apologies. So it's <laughs> it's it's songs about Oregon. It's not bands songs, from Oregon. Songs about Oregon or Florida or bands from those states. Yeah, oh, I wanted to make one. it as broad as we could. Okay. All right. How about that? So that was Oregon. That was a little treatment about Oregon. Nice. Yeah, that, Participate. Follow us. The Ataris are from Indiana. Are by they the from way. Indiana? Those frauds. <laughs> How about that? Yeah. What are they doing? Why are they singing about Oregon? It's probably about the Goonies. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, Gordon, there's some. Where up- would you rather live, Oregon or Florida? <laughs> Oregon every time. No sales tax, and it's not Florida. Yeah, probably, probably Oregon. The, the, Florida, though. Like I've been down to the Keys before. It's pretty sweet. I uh, I was tempted to move there when I went there. Yeah, I went to a it's wedding. A little, it's a little touristy, but you know. Anyway, the keys are nice. I went to a wedding in Key Largo once, and man, I have several off-air stories that I can tell you about my trip to Key Largo for that wedding. Key Largo wasn't that a movie? Wasn't uh, Humphrey Bogart in that, or am I getting that mixed up with something else? I don't know. Uh I'm not that old. Those of you who are older will appreciate this. My sister, uh, when she went to the Keys, she automatically had flashbacks to the old Flipper TV show, and she had a crush on uh, Sandy. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. But oh, you younger her. folks have no idea what I'm talking about. Although I think they made that into a movie, didn't they, recently? Well, maybe not. All right. You good? More, more <laughs> Flipper takes coming? <laughs> I used to like that show, too, because Flipper was a good guy. Here I am trying to have an up-tempo request Tuesday. <laughs> right. And now we got to talk about stories about Flipper. Flipper the dolphin. All right. All right. Where's he per- porpoise? I, I don't know. You tell me, Gordon. It doesn't matter. Uh, Gordon, let's. Uh, there, there's some updates on the NBA saga yeah. with uh, with China. Oh, all right. Uh, China's uh, Chinese state television CCTV said in a statement it will no longer air the upcoming NBA preseason games later this week in China. Which uh, and they also had uh, a response basically saying that. Uh, uh, after Adam Silver backed Daryl Morey and, and said they're for freedom of expression, uh, basically uh, the Chinese government released a statement that said, yeah, we're really mad about this. They're really mad. Well, state-run TVs, can't they're not going to air these games, which basically, I don't know, kind of forces the NBA's hand. Like, do they do they cancel these preseason games now? Why? They're, they're still will be attended, won't they? I, I don't know. You think people are going to stay away? I, I, this is so dumb. 
Yeah, break. Somebody puts out a tweet, and now there's all this. Come on. Uh, Adam Silver said a, a couple of things today. He said, uh, quote, I understand that there are consequences uh, from the, uh, that uh, exercise, in essence, uh, Maury's freedom of speech, and we will have to live with those consequences. Uh, he also went on to say, uh, we are not apologizing for Daryl exercising his freedom of expression. I regret, again, having communicated directly with many friends in China that so many people are upset, including millions and millions of our fans. At the end of the day, we come with basketball as an opportunity to sell dreams, sell hopes, to increasingly focus on physical fitness, mental health, to the extent that we are causing disruption in people's lives and that we are causing disharmony. That's something I regret, unquote. So do you think that there will be like a, a, a quiet uh, issuance of uh, what essentially comes to be a gag order saying, hey, everybody shut up in I, the future? Steve Kerr didn't, uh, didn't address the matter, said he had to learn more about it first. A lot of folks were interested in what good old Steve <laughs> was, was going to say Since about he's it. he's been so vocal on other issues. All right. And he kind of he took an easy way out. Said, "I'm going to have to learn about it a little more before I can comment." See, it's, this is this is such a lose lose for the it, NBA. It is. It is. But but it's it's a right for people to express their opinion, isn't it? Doesn't necessarily reflect what the league thinks. Don't people put that on their Twitter? Yeah, their but, opinions are their own. But the the Chinese, in the way that their government operates, they don't to see it that, that kind way. Of thing. Yeah. Well, this is America, isn't it? Yeah, but here you've got an American group of organizations that are profiting uh, from that foreign, not from that foreign government per se, but but in a foreign land. But but that's okay. I don't have a problem with that either. Um, not really. I mean, just because China does it a certain way, that doesn't mean that people can't do business with them, does it? I mean, I've seen those protests before, but China can do it its way, I guess, and uh, America can do it its way, and the citizens here can do it their way. You know, it, it's funny where we draw the line on these things, right? Uh, because Around the pocketbook? Uh, well, I mean, morally, too. I mean, so we've got all these, uh, uh, this, uh, what, trade embargo on Iran, right? So we've deemed that government to whatever to do business with, but China, not so much. So I don't know where in the geopolitical landscape that line gets drawn and by whom, but it does happen. What you're talking about does happen. Say you cannot do business with that country because of the actions of their government. So well, that does happen. Is, isn't our government right now in the middle of a trade war sort of with China? That is correct. So... I mean, I just, this is a private citizen who voiced an opinion. What's the big deal? But in China, if you're a private citizen, you can't voice your opinion. You can't voice that opinion. But he's not in China. I know he tweeted about China, but he's not in China. And so, it, I mean, it's just... I, I get it. I understand it. I mean, not everybody is reasonable about these things. And by reasonable, I mean agree with me and you. But the NBA did make a mistake in not backing Maury wholeheartedly from the very beginning. Because they're going to lose either way on this. I mean, China's statement today was, you know, we're 
very angry about this and we're going to yeah. do something about it regardless of of Adam but, Silver's sto- soft response. So I, wouldn't it be different if it were Adam Silver who had issued this in a tweet? It's it's Daryl Morey. Who cares what Daryl Morey thinks? It's the general manager of the most popular NBA team in China. I, I get it. I know. I know. But, I mean, the, the, the Chinese fans lose, too, because they love their basketball. So now they're not going to be able to see this? They, 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 love, they love watching the game played at its top level. And they don't get a chance to do that, see that over there on, in, in their country very often. Yeah, but if it becomes a, a symbol of unrest but it's daryl morey it's not but, adam silver but that's not how it's viewed over there yeah, yeah I, I know the nba all of a sudden is is something their opposition is rallying around they're not going to have that yeah i i watch just, watch the hunger games movies it's pan am uh, or whatever uh, that thing is over there the capital, right? So, so let me get I don't this think straight. It's Pan Am, I think that's an Pan airline. Am? So, Pan so Am? What, I don't what are people supposed to do in this country when they have an opinion about something and they feel strongly about it based on what their experience or what their research leads them to believe? Are they supposed to muffle everything now? Because Daryl Morey works for the Houston Rockets, he can't have an opinion. Because, oh no, what will the Chinese think? Well, in all honesty, you probably should have thought about that. Well, maybe, but <laughs> I, I just, that's not the way we do it here in this country, is it? No, but it's how they Come do it. Come on, in that. everybody rally around me here. Let's wave the flag. In this country, citizens are free to express their opinion. And yeah, there might be consequences to that. And if China, if the government over there decides it wants to have a problem with that, and it expresses it in a way that the citizens over there have a problem with it, then okay. But I say you let the chips fall where they may, because this is America. But in China, the last thing they want to do is let the chips fall where they may. <laughs> I know. And the opinion of the citizenry isn't necessarily considered but, but I, on these I, I sorts get that. of things. So people here in this country, are supposed to tippy-toe around because you don't want to offend anybody. If you're making millions of dollars off of that in anybody, actually scratch that, billions of dollars maybe, off that may, anybody. May, maybe, Jake, but some things just aren't worth paying the price. Hey, I agree, and that's why I say Adam Silver had, should have backed Maury from the very beginning of this whole, the whole thing and then just battened down the hatches and waited for this to go away. But their soft re- response to it, really makes them look bad yeah. and now has painted them into a corner where the Chinese are still upset and they look terrible like <laughs> greedy un-American morons and they're losing on all fronts. Well, So if you just back Maury from the very beginning. Okay, so somebody made a mistake. I say rally back around and if it's going to cost you some money, it costs you some money. But you cannot, you cannot shy away from basic American rights. I mean, you just can't. And if China doesn't like that, then it doesn't like that. And and the Chinese government can respond any which way it wants. But that doesn't mean that you got to kowtow to that stuff. I get it. That's That sounds 100-acre woodish, doesn't it? But, a little bit. But if you, if, you let, if, you, if you let that take effect 
and everyone's got to keep a lid on everything, every any opinion that they have, and anybody connected with the league in any way cannot voice a political opinion. I mean, that runs exactly counter, like you brought up yesterday, to to the way the NBA has done business in the past. Namely, allowing its players to have its their opinions, allowing them to get behind whatever cause they feel strongly about. That, too, is the American way. It's not the Chinese way, but it's the American way. In pretty much every scenario that I can think of, you should never have to apologize for advocating for freedom and democracy. Here, here. And that's probably what the NBA should have thought. Like, okay, this is going to create a headache, but do I really want to force somebody who's advocating freedom and democracy? Yeah. To yeah. apologize? Yeah. Does that sound like and the, fact the that, stance to take? And the fact that this has gotten so blown out of proportion is absolutely ridiculous. And even Daryl Morey had to had to go back and say, well, you know, I it was uh, kind of, I'm paraphrasing here, but didn't he sort of say it was kind of a weak moment? Uh, I've had some time to reflect on it. Yes, he totally I mean, walked it back. Yeah. Uh, that's, oh, come on. We can't do it that way here. I understand it might cost you some money, but it cannot do it that way. And you cannot express that to your people. Just the way I want to back LeBron James to have whatever opinion he wants about whatever he's thinking about. I'm going to back Daryl Morey and say Daryl Morey should be able to voice his opinion, too. Got to be consistent. It's the American way. And if it costs you some money, then okay. Yeah, this is a tricky one for the NBA. There's, I get there's it. There's no doubt about it. All right, want to remind you to join us, the big show, coming up on Friday from 3 to 6. We're going to be at the warehouse, 1967 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it will blow your mind. Up with freedom, man. We'll have more coming Let up next. Let freedom ring. 97.5 and 12. Freedom ain't free. <laughs> this is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Were you too school for cool or were you too cool for school? I was neither, man. I was scared to death to get a B. Ma was like, oh, yeah, your mom. <laughs> you have no life if you get less than a 3-0. <laughs> so I just didn't test it. And then I tried to throw some BS past her on a midterm and she didn't like that. I tried to tell her like, okay, mom, you know how you say not to get too upset because, you know, it's only halftime. Well, you know, it's kind of like the midterms. It's only halftime. And so she said, you want, you want me to show you what that halftime speech probably looked like? <laughs> Did she like fill up a bunch of Gatorade paper cups and have a cooler out on the dining room table and then, just, and then throw it over? My hand, stack of towels, flap them against the wall. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to throw a quick tease. David uh, Locke has been very busy uh, doing some one on ones uh, with some jazz players, kind of going more the personal angle. And we're going to play a couple of those coming up in the five o'clock hour. Uh, we'll let you hear from Donovan Mitchell, maybe Mike Conley. We're going to play a couple of them. They're all like four to five minutes long, and 
Uh, David's calling them the getting to know interviews. And so we thought uh, we'd jump on board. Sounds like a lot of fun. That was a song, Getting to Know You, right? What musical was that from? Getting to Know You. Is that? Getting to, I don't remember. What was that from? Uh, not Bye Bye Birdie. Was it King and I? Was Maybe. It, uh, was it, uh, was it, it was it South Pacific, was it? I think it's King and I. It is the King and I. Was it? Yep. Julie Andrews, yeah. I've only seen that once. I've just seen the movie. Yul Brenner was in that, wasn't he? He was. He was the king, I believe. And who was the uh, the lead uh, female actor? Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews. Was it Julie? That's what Austin just said. Uh, was? Uh, well, I thought it was... Uh... Well, at least she sings the song. I don't know. Oh. Well, I don't know. Anyway. All right. Julie Andrews. I'm good with that. Let's see. Let's look it up. Maybe Movie she just cast. did a rendition of it. Uh, let's see. I thought it was someone else. But I actually only saw the remake called Anna and the King. Oh, in the yeah. 90s, early uh-huh. 2000s. That was a good movie, yeah. too. Yeah. But it was a remake of it. Uh, did you find out? Because I know our our sports craving audience is just I mean, let's go eager. from uh, sports to politics to musicals. <laughs> you get it all here on the big <laughs> show in the first three, in the three o'clock hour. Uh, Rita Moreno. Uh, Deborah Kerr played Anna. Yul Brenner played yeah, the king. See? Yeah, see, Jake? So, anyway... Well, yeah, I'm sure everybody's just thrilled with that. Uh, we'll get to some college football conversation coming up right around the corner. Oh, we will. We're going to dive deep. I thought Austin and Tony hit on something interesting uh, today, talking about the Pac-12. So we'll get Did to uh, get to that straight ahead. Of course, Tony and Austin every day from 10 to noon, not to be missed. They had Jay Hill live uh, at the remote today. No big deal. Hello, Coach. All right. Uh, joining us now, our good friend Kent from Technoglass here to help you out with your windshield. What's going on, Kent? Well, I tell you what, guys, uh, as we heard the forecast, the weather's cha- changing and uh, driving in winter weather with a broken windshield definitely is not safe. So, sports fans, this is an amazing deal available at all Technoglass locations statewide. Believe me, it's not going to get any better than this, and it's not going to be around forever. $99 windshields, you heard it right, $75 labor install, over 85% of the vehicles qualify, and also comes with our lifetime national workmanship warranty. Now, you don't have to get it done tonight. Uh, All you have to do is call before 6 p.m. and schedule a time at your convenience. Save money, be safe, call right now to get that $99 windshield, 801-562-562. 2200 that's 801 562 2200 you have to call before 6 p.m tonight here's the number one last time 801 562 2200 back to you guys thank you kent take advantage of that great deal again that number one more time 801 562 2200 talking college football next 97.5 and 1280 the zone this, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Utah now coming off that bye week, they get a chance to look at Oregon State. And uh, look, you know, Utah's going to be favored to win, and Utah probably will and should win by a sizable amount. But Oregon State's starting to turn that thing around a yeah, little they are. bit. This isn't a game where you're just like, all right, Utah, just show up. Not this year. I don't think Oregon State's fantastic. I think they're very beatable. But if Utah went in with the wrong attitude, they could find themselves in a game in the third quarter. That's the point I'm making right there, is that if you don't go in and you don't play well and you're slow getting out of the gates then Oregon State could make things nervous in the second half against you you know if there's one thing this season has taught us you can't take anything for granted just ask Washington who just got smoked by Stanford catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three
Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.